Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm very glad to be with you once again out there in podcast land. Thank you for your support and listening and downloading each and every week. I greatly appreciate it. You know, this show is not formally sponsored, and all the support I get is from all of you. So thank you so much. I can't wait to get into today's show with you. It's going to be a lot of fun as we dig in and wrap up our conversation about Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, about shopping, dining attractions over in Dinoland, USA. And we'll drop a few little Disney news tidbits, travel tips along the way, and a 40 by 40 promotional update for that little contest I've been running. Super excited to talk with you all about that. So thanks again so much for dropping in for another episode this week, and we will see you real soon. Let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is April the 13th, 2021. Our conversation tonight is centering around our journey around the many lands of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. We will be finishing our trek around Disney's Animal Kingdom with a journey back in time. We're going to take a look at Dinoland USA. So looking forward to this. There are some things I love about Dinoland, and there are some things that I don't like about Dinoland. And I would love to hear both sides from you as well. You know, what you love about Dinoland, what you don't love, what you don't like about it uh, as well. But we do have a question of the day. And our question of the day today is this. It's very simple. Where are you traveling to next? What is your next destination where you're traveling? Are you going to the beach? Are you going to Disney? Are you going to an all-inclusive? Are you going to another country? Because yes, people are traveling internationally right now. It is possible to, to certain places. Um, we're going to kind of go into a list here in just a second, but uh, you know, I had a lot of people comment earlier when I asked this question live. Uh, they're going to a number of different places uh, like Walt Disney World like Universal, the Universal Orlando Resort in Florida, like Sandals Resorts and Beaches Resorts that are all over the Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on how you say it, uh, family and all-inclusive uh, resorts in Mexico, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Georgia, the North Carolina coast, Austin, Texas, Destin, Florida, um, all throughout the kind of Panhandle, Florida, South Alabama area. I have a lot of people that have been going down there uh, recently. The Bahamas and in, in more. You know, I asked that question to kind of say, you know, where are you going to next? Uh, what is your next travel destination? Because people are traveling. And uh, I have had the chance to help people dream, help people plan anniversary trips and birthday trips and, uh, you know, honeymoons and, and spring break trips and summer trips and fall trips and, and trips to look forward to all the way next into 2022. We're already working on some of those that uh, I've, I've had on the books for a little while now, which is which is awesome. Like, I love dreaming in, in, into the future. And I would love to know where you are are traveling to next so cool so uh just kind of looking right here if you are commenting uh live please make sure to drop that in the comments would love to hear from you tonight and where you are traveling to next so thank you all so much for um dialing in let's see here yeah i'm just kind of playing around with our, our new toys tonight so Disney news, Disney news, lots of Disney news. The Adventures Campus is opening at the Disneyland Resort on June the 4th. So Universal Orlando made this little announcement. There's this little roller coaster called the Velocicoaster that's uh, going to set a lot of uh, 
basically set the standard for a lot of roller coasters in uh, Central Florida kind of moving forward. That roller coaster is opening June 10th. And Disney's kind of like, all right, we got we got one for you too, but it's on the other coast. It's on the left coast. We're kind of on the right coast down toward the bottom here. And uh, they have this thing called the Avengers Campus that is opening up. And it's going to have some absolutely incredible attractions that you'll be able to see uh, and, and participate in as, as Disneyland reopens and they begin admitting uh, more guests uh, at the very end of this month. Again, Avengers Campus is not opening until June the 4th, so a little over a month after the park reopens. Hopefully capacity will be uh, raised by then and they will be allowing other guests other than uh, residents of California to enter because there, there are a bunch of restrictions as far as the number of people in your party. I think you can only have three people in your group that goes at one time uh, in, into the park together. You know, of course, social distancing and masking guidelines and all those kinds of things. Uh, tickets are limited. Park passes are limited. They're using a park reservation system, basically the, the exact same one, but for for Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland parks, uh, Disneyland Park itself, and then California Adventure. So just be aware of that. If you're itching to get out to uh, the the left coast or west coast, as, as some people call it, uh, then you know just be patient for a little bit. If you're not from California, um, you know those opportunities will open. They are beginning to reopen some of the hotels, uh, the Disney uh, on-site hotels of Grand California is kind of the first one that's taken that leap, and then the others will follow suit. And some of the other hotels, partner hotels, good neighbor hotels that are in the area that are within walking distance of a Disneyland resort will be opening as well. So. So uh, looking forward to uh, that and for uh, the Disneyland Resort uh, reopening. Moana is returning to Alani in Hawaii. Last week we mentioned that the uh, character meal that's very popular at the Makahiki restaurant, Makahiki, that's kind of fun to say, uh, is, is returning. And you're going to see some characters back at that. Uh, Mo- Moana, though, is is not a character dining experience. She is, you know, of course, with, with the story of Moana, she is returning across the Pacific to uh, to Hawaii, to Alani, to greet guests and, and tell guests about her story and interact with them. Uh, her character interaction is, is different than uh, one you might see at a character breakfast or one that you just may walk up to you know, get that socially distant selfie uh, from the park. Uh, she interacts with guests and she, she's very much in character and sort of brings you into her story, which is really cool. So uh, it's one of the big perks of going to Alani and there's some great deals coming down the pipeline from for Alani from Disney destinations, by the way. So if you're interested in going to Alani, now's a great time to uh, look into planning a trip. Uh, also at the Disney's Animal Kingdom Park at the Walt Disney World Resort, a new baby mandrill was born. If you're like, what is a mandrill well if you're a fan of Rafiki from the Lion King which I am I love Rafiki I think he's awesome uh, then Rafiki's a mandrill so that kind of gives you an idea but a new baby mandrill was born at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park uh, it was named Ivy just and it's just three four days old now it was born on uh, April the 10th and it's just a little old thing it's so awesome they've let it out and about there's some pictures you can go and kind of see that uh, online uh, mom and baby are doing well So that's super awesome to see. So, you know, earlier I asked this question right here. I want to, for those of you that are just now hopping on, I want to go ahead and put this back up on the screen. Where are you traveling to next? Uh, Where are you traveling to next? What is your next destination that you are going to? Where are you going to create memories? Because people are 
traveling. Uh, a lot of people are traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort, as a matter of fact. As I mentioned that kind of in my list uh, earlier. So much so that throughout spring break season, for the majority of, of spring break season, park passes have been very slim very slim to come by, right? The The availability has been very low. So Disney's Hollywood Studios traditionally always kind of goes first. But even the other parks, uh, they've been hard to come by because people are wanting to go. And they're wanting to be there. They're wanting to, you know, create memories. You know, Disney has relaxed their facial covering policy just a little bit uh, where they're allowing guests to now, you know, take off their masks temporarily uh, for, you know, that that iconic picture in front of Cinderella's castle or in front of Spaceship Earth. You know, any any photo outdoors that you want to take if you're going to Walt Disney World, you can now remove your remove your mask, which is awesome. So say you're over at Animal Kingdom and you want to get that picture in front of Tree of Life or uh, in front of the Forbidden Mountain at Expedition Everest or, you know, in, in Pandora in front of the Floating Mountains, you can do that. Uh, so, and, and, and cast members are, you know, actually reminding you the PhotoPass cast members, which there are slowly, you know, more of them are beginning to appear around the resort, which is great. Uh, you know, for those of you that have the Memory Maker uh, add-on, uh, Memory Maker is $169. If you purchase that in, a, I think, up to four days uh, before your trip, uh, it's $169. bucks. you get $30 off the price of it. So a uh, little, little kind of travel tip for you there. Purchase that before you go. Uh, most people end up buying it when they get there. So, that's just something to kind of uh, keep in mind. So I don't have an annual pass for annual pass holders and, and others. It's it's kind of you know included, but if you're just booking a package, typically it is not. It's it's an extra thing, and we used it back in January, and are very thankful we did. We've got this amazing picture uh, that I may have to show sometime if I get my wife's permission uh, of my two year old son Fred just looking utterly mortified on Frozen After After at, at Epcot. So um, anyway, lots going on at, at Walt Disney World. People are going people are traveling uh park pass reservations for disney's hollywood studios are completely sold out through the end of april through the end of may and through all the way through the end of june uh and they're beginning to kind of become a little bit more slim in july though july is looking more open and available so if you're a star wars fan or you have a child that is or you know somebody that is and you're thinking about going to walt disney world this summer Start looking at July uh, because the first part of the summer is is already uh, most likely not going to be an option unless capacity is raised or people, you know, have cancellation. So, you know, there's always an off chance that, you know, park passes could open up um, in, in periods where they're not available now. Uh, but there's not so much of a guarantee as there is looking later into July and into that latter part of the summer and the first part of August. Uh, because some schools don't start until Labor Day. Uh, a lot of schools in our neck of the woods actually start in that those first couple of weeks of, uh, of August. So just a few sort of little tidbits for you there about uh, Walt Disney World and uh, some of the availability that uh, is out there. Uh, with uh, park passes. So uh, 40 by 40 update. I wanted to talk about that. So I did a little sort of back porch uh, live where I showed you my ceiling fans that I'd been working on at my house. I'm not really sure why I did that uh, other than sit underneath them and they've still not fallen off the ceiling, which is great. Uh, it was really nice and relaxing to sit out there and talk about goal setting and the 40 by 40 promotion as of yesterday. And for those of you that have been listening, you're familiar with that. So I won't go into all the details, uh, but the short suite of it is it was my goal to book 40 new trips uh, for travel in 2021, starting January one before my 40th birthday, which is 39 days away from today uh, on May 22nd. And as of yesterday afternoon, uh, 
we, we secured trip 40. So thank you uh, to all my clients that have worked with me, that have planned those Disney trips, those all-inclusive trips. Uh, just some of them, you know, only park ticket purchases, universal trips, a lot of those things that I listed earlier. Thank you so much. You know, I, I wasn't sure if this was going to happen or not. You know, we weren't sure uh, if people were going to be ready to travel or not, but you know what? They are. And that's one of the reasons why I started off talking about that. Uh, so thank you so much. So uh, what we're going to do, and one of my awesome friends, huge supporter of Travel Tips Tuesday, Miss Diana Alt, uh, she suggested, what about what about another 40 by 40 promotion? So you know what? As of yesterday, we are, we are exactly uh, 40 days from yesterday. So that's kind of funny, but trip 40, 40 days before my 40th birthday too much 40. Uh, but anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to have a second 40 by 40 promotion. If we hit, uh, 40 trips booked between basically yesterday and May 22nd, uh, 2021, then we will do another drawing for a gift card saying that putting it out there now. Uh, so for those of you all that are interested in that, if you have questions about it, feel free to message me and let me know, uh, how, let me know what you think. Let me know what your questions are. If you're thinking about planning uh, something or, you know, somebody that is, uh, Please send them my way. I don't charge any extra fees. So enough about that. Let's get into our content tonight. Um, I have loved talking about Disney's Animal Kingdom. This is sort of more of an in-depth um, guide to it in a way that's, you know, again, I mentioned some of the things that, uh, some of the things that we mentioned, actually all the things we mentioned are open now. Uh, there are some things that we have not mentioned that are not open currently. So we wanted to do more of a real-time uh, guide to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park land by land. Um, if you are going to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park for the first time, uh, or you know somebody that is, and you're just wanting to kind of get that sort of first-timers uh, you know, experience, I would highly suggest you pull up the Travel Mation podcast. Uh, the Travel page Mation podcast is run by three amazing travel mission agents. They do a stellar job. Uh, it, it sounds great. Um, they're a lot of fun to listen to. And I highly suggest you pull them up. Uh, they've been doing sort of a, a park by park look at uh, the Walt Disney World theme parks. They do talk about other uh, destinations as well. Uh, they're taking a look at kind of Disney through the decades as well as we've moved towards the uh, 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World, um, the Walt Disney World Resort. And, and they do a lot of fun stuff and they do a, a weekly swag giveaway. So if you want some Travel Mation swag, check out the, the Travel Mation podcast. They're on all your major podcast players. Their most recent episode episode that dropped this week was all about Disney's Animal Kingdom. So I wanted to give them a shout out tonight. Shout out to Tim, Austin, and Christina. So let's let's talk about our let's talk about finishing our trek around Disney's Animal Kingdom with a journey back in time, headed over to Dino Land USA. Let's talk about animal highlights. So you're probably thinking, well, yeah, dinosaurs, duh, right? <laughs> so, yes, uh, you will see some dinosaur fossils and some dinosaur theming uh, all over Dinoland USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. It's just kind of there. You may even see uh, the American Crocodile has a presence there as well. So uh, that's kind of cool. And that's it kind of for animals. There's a lot of animals in other places, but not a ton. Uh, in Dino Land, it's more about the, the attractions and the food. Uh, there is an attraction called the Fossil Fun Games, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like. They're little fun uh, carnival-themed games. So if you've ever kind of been in the, the county fair, it's those sort of booths that booths 
sort of kind of experiences like ring toss and you got a little ball, you got to toss it into a certain colored hole and, you know, stuff like that, um, that are, that you would go and you buy, you know, specific tickets for each one. You have a chance to win some great little prizes and things like that. So it's a lot of fun for kids to kind of go and do. It is not included in your park admission. So this is something you do have to pay an additional fee for, and that will vary based on, you know, how many tries that you want to give it. So uh, definitely check that out. It's kind of one of those things that's sort of fun to do. Uh, you'll most likely end up walking past it on the way to uh, Dinosaur, uh, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But in that same area where the Fossil Fun Games, sort of carnival games, are is the Triceratops Spin. If you saw my graphic uh, that I put up right before the show started tonight, uh, that is a picture of Triceratops Spin. Uh, there is a ride like that, um, I think, at every park except for Epcot. Uh, so, well, there's not one at Disney's Hollywood Studios either that I can think of, but there are a few of them at Magic Kingdom, right? So you've got, you know, Aladdin's Flying Carpets, you've got uh, Dumbo the Flying Element, and you've got the Astro Orbiter, same sort of thing. You get in the ride vehicle, it sort of lifts you up, and you got a little joystick thing where you can control it to go up and down and, and whatnot. So you get sort of a, a, a bird's eye view of Dino Land, so that's kind of fun, sort of you get your the hair, you know, wind blowing in your face. And if it's a warm day, that can be kind of a, a pleasant thing to do. And the lines generally move pretty quickly over there. So it's a lot of things. It's, it's something that's a lot of fun to do, especially if you've got smaller children um, as well. Be aware though, uh, and this is something that uh, there's your, one of your travel tips for today. Uh, be aware that if you're traveling with a large family, especially if you have younger children, uh, that there are certain requirements. Um, so in some attractions, in some rides, some roller coasters, some rides like, you know, Triceratops Spin and, and Dumbo and whatnot, um, you have to have somebody of a certain age sitting with you know, younger kids. So you can't sit like a, sit like maybe a four-year-old by themselves. You probably wouldn't want to, right? Um, but in, in certain situations, like some roller coasters, you might feel, okay, they're strapped in, they're going to be in there, but, you know, they're not going anywhere. But in certain attractions, you know, they have specific policies on who can sit by who, um, you know, based on the age. And you may get asked how old are your children, and you may get told, well, do you have another adult with you? That kind of thing. So that is where things like um, the uh, the rider switch uh, program uh, that is currently being utilized down the fast pass uh, lanes, which some of the fast pass signs are mysteriously disappearing <laughs> these days. Uh, but if you have a disability uh, access uh, pass or um, you're using like the, utilizing the rider switch pass, you will use those fast pass lanes. And again, so if if you do have to use that option, that is there for you. But just be aware of that. Some of the attractions um, that is. Uh, that is a requirement. Uh, and it's mainly roller coasters and those flying type attractions that we've talked about. The last attraction we want to talk about in Dinoland USA is Dinosaur. Now, um, I just realized my question is still up. See, look, I'm still, I'm still learning about all this thing, so we're just going to kind of take that off. There we go, so you all can kind of not look at that anymore. So thank you all so much for being patient with me tonight. <laughs> um, I'm pro professional, I promise, not really, a little bit. Um, but dining in Dinoland USA, it's kind of fun to say, dining in Dinoland USA. Uh, first off is Restaurantosaurus. So Restaurantosaurus is, is an American cuisine restaurant. So instead of just having uh, a, a table service uh, type experience where you can have, they do have a lounge as well uh, where you can kick back a little bit. It's, it's, it's a different experience than uh, like the Nomad Lounge, which is a pretty popular spot. Uh, Restaurantosaurus is a... A uh, little bit, I'll say it's not 
harder to find because it's in an obvious place. But unless you go all the way sort of into the depths of Dinoland, you, there's a chance that you could miss it. Uh, but there are not a lot of dining options, uh, not a lot of table service dining options um, in Disney's Animal Kingdom. So if you're looking for one, this is definitely something that you could uh, think about. So again, typical American fare. Uh, so if you have kids that are picky eaters, this is a great place to go. You can get a chili cheese, all beef foot long hot dog. You can get breaded shrimp. You can get chicken nuggets. You can get cheeseburgers. You can get a Cobb salad. Um, you can even get, if you're a vegetarian, you can get an impossible burger there as well. I've never had one, but I hear they are delicious. Uh, you can also get this thing. This is a limited time offering. So in a lot of food locations uh, throughout the Walt Disney World Resort, they have limited time seasonal offerings. And this sounds amazing. Like I want one of these. A sea turtle cupcake, which is a graham cracker cupcake with key lime pie filling. I've got key lime pie. I've got like one slice of my left left in my fridge right now here at home. Uh, key lime pie filling uh, with guava gel and vanilla, vanilla buttercream. Those are like all of my favorite things in cupcake form. And, and cupcakes, especially ones that are cold, are, are great. I doubt the ones at Disney are cold. <laughs> but, you know, just because it's warm there 12, you know, 12 and a half months out of the year. And yes, I know they're only 12 months in a year. So don't, don't, don't send me hate mail on that. Um, if you have kids that are really picky ears, you can go with the Uncrustables. You can just go with, you know, straight up French fries. There are some kids meal options and beverage options there as well. So, uh, highly recommend, uh, restaurant Asaurus. They do have a great gluten and gluten-free, uh, allergy-free, uh, you know, menu folks that have egg allergies and shellfish allergies and milk allergies and peanut allergies and soy allergies. So, uh, they've got those listed on the website. Uh, I'm looking at them right now. The menu for lunch and dinner is the same. Uh, so that's, you know, pretty helpful uh, as well. So definitely check that out. And that's one thing that I've begun, I've begun to notice and I've heard other people say other, other podcasters and other travel agents say, uh, as well. So this is not an original thought that you we're beginning to see more, uh, of the allergy friendly menus that are listed online and also accessible through uh, the app. So if you do have food allergies, uh, the Walt Disney World Resort is one of the best places, one of the best places that you can go and you can travel. And, uh, you know, they have it set up where you can talk to chefs in advance. If you if your allergies are very particular, uh, there's a specific e email and phone number that, that we can help get you in contact with where you can get in touch with the restaurants even before you go. Uh, that's one of the things that I can help do as your as your travel planner, uh, to make sure that you're accommodated, uh, well, uh, before you get there. So definitely something to think about, think about as far as food goes. And the food at Disney is usually pretty decent. So, uh, restaurant Asaurus, we also want to talk about Dino Bite Snacks. So Dino Bite Snacks, if you just kind of got a little hankering for something, uh, and you don't want, um, you don't want like a big meal, um, you definitely want to check out Dinobite Snacks. It's located very close to Restaurantosaurus, um, so be aware of that if you're if you're looking for it. And as far as menu items go, this is where you can find hand dipped ice cream. You only have three choices of vanilla chocolate or strawberry. So for you Neapolitan fans out there, they've got you covered. If you just want a simple old fashioned hot fudge sundae that are pretty good, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies that are awesome. Mickey pretzels with your cheese dip, Tim Elrod. You liked this earlier. I don't know if you're still listening. I know you're a massive fan of Mickey pretzels uh, with the plastic cheese, as some people call it. Uh, ice cream sandwiches, floats, uh, chips. So just sort of those snacky kind of things that eh, could serve as a meal. You know, if you're going into the parks, you're having a late breakfast uh, or uh, you know, a late lunch kind of thing. You just want sort of a snack to sort of fill the gap, right? 
you're just sort of getting the munchies before a next big meal and you don't want to get too full before you go say, you know, dive all in for a big meal, say over at Yak and Yeti or over at restaurant of stores at animal kingdom, then, uh, you want to grab something like this. Definitely check out and stop by Dino bite snacks. Um, it'll, it's a great option for you. There's one other snack option, um, in, uh, Disney's animal kingdom over in Dino land. Um, and that is over at Trilobites and Trilobites, um, is, here we go. I'm going to kind of pull up the menu here. Trilobites is known for, um, a couple of things. One of them are the buffalo chicken chips. So I'm a big fan of buffalo chicken. Now you're probably thinking, oh, it's probably too spicy. Generally speaking, uh, and this is a generalization, generally speaking, food for the most part is not over-seasoned uh, at Walt Disney World. So the buffalo chicken uh, chips is not going to light your mouth on fire, but it will definitely give you sort of um, that, that buffalo chicken flavor. They do have an Oreo cookie milkshake there as well, which like I could definitely go to one, one of those, go for one of those right now, by the way, uh, for the first time like ever, and I wasn't even looking for them. I was in my local Kroger grocery store today and saw gluten-free Oreos. So those things exist. I've seen like the, the gluten, like there's a bunch of different gluten-free brands and stuff that are out there. And you'll even see some of those, um, at Disney, uh, as well that are available in some of the different shops they have in some of the restaurants. So, uh, that's pretty cool. But, um, Oreo themselves, like that brand, I think maybe Nestle is the, the parent company for Oreo. Um, they have a gluten-free, certified gluten-free packaged uh, Oreo now, which is great. So uh, bought a pack of those uh, for, our, for our family because we've got some gluten-free uh, folks in our family. So definitely uh, you can get some solid dining in Dinoland. Um, so if you do want to go check out Dinosaur for whatever reason, yes, we kind of skipped over that one. We'll get back to it, I promise. <laughs> If you do want to go, if you do want to go uh, check out Dinosaur, uh, definitely do that. Uh, dinosaur, I don't mean like dinosaurs, but Dinosaur is an attraction in Dino Land um, where you, this is the tagline from the Disney website, uh, Disney World website, take off on a rip-roaring prehistoric tour in the dark to save a dinosaur from extinction. And, and you're part of the kind of the Dino Institute crew that is uh, searching for the slime, you know, dinosaurs. You go back in time and it's uh, that attraction is built on the same uh, sort of ride vehicle system as the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland Park out in California. So a lot of people know that if you're listening to this podcast, you may already know that. Um, but that's just kind of a, a fun fact for you there. So um, Dinosaur is one of those ones that uh, for me, I'm not a massive fan of, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll do it if there's like other people that want to do it or like if I'm with my kids and like some of them want to do it, some of them don't. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that waits. Cause I don't know. Like I, I just like getting scared and like, the majority of that ride is kind of long. A lot of it's in the dark. It's kind of loud and you know, that kind of thing. So it can make for some entertaining photos though, for especially for those that have never been on it, uh, that don't know where the camera is and don't know, uh, about the surprises along the way. So, uh, you can check out, you can check out dinosaur. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, go and do it. If you never have, you know, go and do it. If you've got like heart problems and stuff and you know, it's like one of those attractions probably don't want to do it. So anyway, shopping, let's talk about shopping real quick. Uh, there are a couple of, uh, shopping. So to get your little souvenir, uh, trinkets, tchotchkes, if you will. Um, there are a couple of different places. One is Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures. Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures is a 
it's not a massive store, um, but it is one of those stores like you see in a lot of the different lands around the Disney parks where you can see some uh, generic Walt Disney World merchandise um, and also some things that are specific to Dinoland USA. Uh, I actually found uh, my buddy Terry Weaver over at the Top of the World DVC podcast and WDW Today podcast. Uh, he's also a friend of mine uh, from, from other parts of life. I found him these, uh, I don't have him anymore because I've given them to him, uh, but these uh, sort of wind up little people mover toys and the doors actually, um, you know, open and close and i think you had like mickey and maybe um goofy i think there was mickey and one other character i can't remember which other one was was there but they're people mover toys which is like a tomorrowland magic kingdom thing but these toys were at this particular gift shop chester and hester's over at dinoland animal kingdom so you know keep your eyes open you may see some little hidden treasures along the way uh as you're there uh, you can find you know some you know prepackaged snacks and things like that it's a place you can stop off and find those as well um so and candies and whatnot. So uh, Chester and Hester is just pop in there, see what they've got going on. Um, you know, nothing where you're going to end up spending forever. It's not like the big uh, Discovery Island trading company that's the big central store um, right as you enter and then leave Animal Kingdom. Uh, but there's also the Dino, so Dino Institute shop. The Dino Institute shop is the gift shop um, as you exit uh, the dinosaur attraction. You'll see some dinosaur themed merchandise in there uh, that's sort of branded for the attraction as well as some other books and, you know, quasi educational things that you can take home with you. If you've got kids or others in your family that are a fan of dinosaurs, uh, definitely check that out. So a uh, lot of good stuff there. So again, Dinoland, don't miss it. Uh, there are some things that would normally be uh, offered in that area, uh, sort of a hands-on, I forget the exact name of it. Uh, some of you are probably like, screaming at me right now uh through your through your whatever podcast listening devices or, or computer if you're watching this live um they have a, a basically a digging experience for kids where you can sort of like play in the sand and, and whatnot and discover uh discover dinosaur fossils and, and different things but for you know covid and kind of social distancing and stuff they've got that attraction shut down right now but uh you know there's a, there's a few other things that uh, the area has in the past has been host to uh they've been host to some uh nighttime a dino bash parties where you see some uh, characters and whatnot pop up in the past. You've seen uh, characters like Donald and uh, Launchpad McQuack and some of the characters from DuckTales uh, pop up there and, you know, they'll do some cool things over that way. It's, it's a fun place to kind of go and see at night, kind of like Pandora in a way, not to that degree, uh, but Animal Kingdom overall comes alive at night. So if you can be there after the sun goes down, um, definitely check that out. It's a different experience for sure. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to our conversation uh, about uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park over the past several weeks. This has been a lot of fun. We've got a few ideas and floating around on where we're going to go from here. Uh, of course, we've got one more part to kind of take a look at over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I cannot wait to dig into that one because there is so much, so much uh, to look at, to talk about. We've done a lot of that kind of here and there anyway, uh, but can't wait to do that. We are not going to start off there next week, but that will be coming soon. I promise you for those of you that have been waiting for that. Uh, if you do have any questions about travel planning to Disney destinations or beyond the Universal Resort, all-inclusive resorts, uh, international travel, you know, if you're planning a destination wedding or you know somebody that is, you're looking for somebody that uh, can help you, uh, help take the hassle away so you can focus on the wonderful celebration that it is for a wedding, please look me up. I would love to talk to you about that. That is something that we definitely specialize in and, and would love to talk to you about. Um, there's a lot of other things as well that we can talk about for travel and we can be here all night on. But just to say thank you so much uh, again for those of you that have booked trips with me to help me get to 40 trips. Hopefully we can get another 40 before 
before May uh, May 22nd of this year, and uh, we'll have fun doing it and draw, hopefully draw for our second gift card. So thank you all again. I hope you all have an amazing evening, a great rest of your week, and we will see you again real soon next time on Travel Tips Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.